Welcome. Um, today we're going to talk about Pasha's uh, Vayetze, but before we start, I would just like to say something about last week's Pasha. Um, I suggested that the story of Yitzchak going down to Gerar really took place before the birth of Yaakov and Esav, and the reason why the Torah does it, in Mugdam Ocher, the Torah is not necessarily sequential, is because once the, the end of Pasha's Chayisara, the Torah is telling all the uh, descendants of Avram from Keturah, from Yishmoel, and all these little Goyim that he has, and what's with the Eden, so it would be appropriate right away. Ela tells Yishmoel ben Avram, Ela tells Yitzchak ben Avram. I'm not going to get more into that. So my good friend, Rabeli Cohn, sent me an email to tell me that according to this, that it's out of sequence, it answers the question of Mepharshim. The Mepharshim asks, uh, it says that Avimelech looked into the window and he saw Yitzchak was Mesachik in Rivka. It means they were having relations. So it was a famine and it's forbidden to have relations during a famine. So the Mepharshim asked this and they you know, they come up with different answers. But he said, according to this, it's good because uh, people have no children are allowed to have relations during a famine. So since this took place before they had children, they were allowed to. I just wanted to mention this. I was very pleased with that. Okay. So now, Pasha's Vayetze. So... Yaakov marries Rachel and Leah. Rachel gives Leah the Simonim. He really wanted to marry Rachel. Rachel gave Leah the Simonim. And uh, so when he ended up marrying Leah. And then afterwards, he married Rachel. Leah was having children. And Rachel was not having children. So the Pasuk says like this. She was jealous that her sister was having children she didn't. I need children, if not, I'm like dead. Rashi says, because somebody without children is considered like he's dead. So I mean, you can do other things, but uh, to, to give yourself life. But just not having children is kameis. So she says, "Havli banu, give me children." Vayicharav Yaakov barachol. Yaakov got angry, and he said, "Vayomer atachas alakim banaychi asher asher mana mimeich pibeten." Am I in the place of the rabbanu shleilah, in place of Hashem? Took away from you children. So, what is going on at this exchange? What is Rachel saying? And what is Yaakov saying? So let's see what Rashi says. Rashi says, Rachel saying like this. Your father, she's saying, when Yitzchak and Rivka didn't have children. So what did Yitzchak do? He davened. And he davened for himself and he davened for Rivka. He davened for both of them. I daven for her. So why don't you daven for me? 
Your father davened for your mother, why don't you daven for me? So Yaakov says, Am I like my father? My father had no children. I have children. You know? What, what, are, what is going on? What is this conversation? What are they talking about? Apparently, the Medrash says, <laughs> the Medrash says that this was a Tainan Yaakov. Why you, this is, a, apparently, he didn't daven for Rachel. He only davened uh, for himself. He says, why should I daven for you? I have children. And the Medrash only takes him to task, because he spoke to her sharply. He spoke to her sharply. You don't speak sharply to people that are suffering. You don't speak sharply to them. So the problem is only this, the tone. How did he speak to her? But what he said, the Medrash doesn't have, doesn't have any issue with that. So what did he say? That he didn't daven for her because he doesn't have to daven for her. Because he has children. Why didn't he daven for her? I mean, why is she worse than anybody else? She has, and and uh, he has children and she doesn't have children. So she also needs Yeshua. Why didn't he daven for her? It's a plea. And what does that have to do with Hashem? What does Hashem have to do with this? Am I, am I like Hashem? To daven for somebody, you have to be like Hashem? Daven for her. She, she doesn't have children, Nebuch. So daven for her. Am I like Hashem? What kind of question is that? So later, it says, Vachayol the Bas. Leah had two children from Zilpa and six from of her own, and afterwards she had a daughter, Dina. The name of, of, of the daughter was Dina. So what does Dina mean? Rashi says she made a din lasma. She made a cheshbon. She says the Daimayus knew that they're going to be twelve shvatim. So she said, I have six, and Zilpa has two, and Bila has two, so that's a total of ten. If I have, and she was, she was pregnant, she was, uh, she was uh, expecting another child. And if I have another son, that I would, then that would take care of 11, and then all that would be left for Rachel would be one, and she would have fewer children than the Shvachais. It's her sister. So what did she do? So she davened, and this child was in the early stages of pregnancy. So this child, instead of becoming, it was supposed to be a son. It was, but she davened and it turned into a girl and this was Dina so first of all you see that if Leah had not davened it would have been another son and then she would have had seven and there would be eleven and the most that would be left for Sarah was one for, for Rachel would be one why did, why did Rachel deserve such a such a, a harsh midas adin that she that the most she could hope for is she should not even be like one of the shachas. At least have one and they have two. Why? Why did she deserve that? Then after that the Pasik says, 
ויסקר לקים אס רוכל, וישמי לאו, ויפתח אס רחמה. השם רימברד רוכל, and he listened to her at Phyllis, and, and, and he, and he allowed her to, uh, to become pregnant. What did he, what, what did he remember? Vayisker l'kim as Rachel, what did he remember? So Rashi says, he remembered that she gave the Simonim to Leah, which was a very big tzitkas. She gave away the Simonim to Leah. She wanted to marry Yaakov, and she gave away the Simonim to Leah, and Leah married her. She didn't want her sister to be embarrassed. Wonderful thing. And also, that she was upset that, if, that, that she's going to end up being married to Esau. That, that was like upsetting to her. So this is what, I, what, what Hashem remembered. At this point, these things happened at the time that they get married, in the beginning. Yaakov wanted to marry Leah, so Lovin said, he wanted to marry Rachel, Lovin gave him Leah, so Rachel gave him Arsamanim. That was... I don't know how many years, maybe seven years before this. You know, Yosef was six years old when Esau came. And, uh, and from the time that he married uh, Leah was 14 years. So let's say, take off one year for, for the heroine, for the pregnancy. So let's say this was about seven years. So seven years later, for seven years, Rachel was a Kora. Rachel could not give birth. Seven years until the Rabbani Shalom remembered the Simonim. What took seven years to remember the Simonim? The, right, right away, she, did, she gave the Simonim a big schos, so as soon as he married Rachel, she should have had a child in the schos of the Simonim. Why did it take seven years? What was the reason for this? So, Really, Yaakov wanted to marry Rachel. And if Lovan hadn't fooled him, and, Le- and Rachel hadn't given him, given Leah the Simonim, then he would have married Rachel. He would not have married Leah. He would have married Rachel. What would have been with the, with the Shvatim? Rachel would have had all of them. Rachel would have had all 12 Shvatim. You know? We see many people today have at least 12 children, more, you know, it's not out of the question. She would have had 12 children, and they all would have come from her, he never would have married Leah. So when Rachel gave the Simonim to Leah, not only did she give her her husband, she also gave her the Shvatim. That's what she had. She had this husband, and the schus of having 12 shvatim. They all would have come from her. And she turned everything over to Leah. She gave her Simonim. She gave away her husband. And she gave away all 12 shvatim. So now the, the, the shvatim belong to Leah. So Yaakov says to her, so says, why don't you daven for me? So Yaakov says to her, my father had children. These shvatim belong to Leah. I cannot daven for you to take something away from one person to give it to you. 
You want to daven for a house? You just have a house? I could daven for your house. You want me to daven for you that that house that belongs to that person, Hashem should take that house away from that person and give the house to you? I can't do that. I can't do such a thing. My father, the, the, my father had no children, so he davened. But the children are coming. There's no problem. If there was a problem, the children weren't coming. Then I could, maybe I could, you know, ask the Rebbeinu to maybe, I don't know. But if the children are coming, Kaseida, how could I ask him for this? Atachas alakim anoichi. What does it mean, atachas alakim? In the first pasuk in the Torah, it says, it starts with Breshis bar alakim. So Rashi says, why does the Torah start with Breshis bar alakim? Because, to show you that the world belongs to the Rabbi Shalom, and if the Goyim will come with a complaint to you, that how come you're taking away the land from us? You've been kaivish the land of the Sheva Umais, so we're going to say, Bereshis bar alakim, the land is his, he wants to take from this one and give to that one, takes from that one and gives to It's up to him, he can do whatever he wants. He can take away from one person, from one Ummah, and give it to another Ummah. He's God, he can do what he wants. It's his, everything is his. But the alakim money, am I in that position that I could ask him to take from her and give to you? I can't do that. I'm not, this Rabban Shalom can do such a thing. I can't do such a thing. So what happened? So she gave her a Bila. Now, Bila was not an Akora. So even though Leah had all tw- the rights to all 12 Shvatim, but Bila was not an Akora. So therefore, she got pregnant. For her not to get pregnant, Rabban Shalom would have had to intervene and stop her from being pregnant to preserve, to, to change what's supposed to happen in the natural course events, he would have to intervene and stop her from getting pregnant so that Leah could keep her, her 12 shvatim. So the Rebbein decided, no, I'm not going to intervene. I'm not going to intervene. She has a child, so we'll reduce whatever she has in the natural course of events. The Rebbein has the right to reduce the number of shvatim that Leah has by he doesn't want to intervene. But you're asking me, what Yaakov asked Rachel, well, he should intervene to, to, to make you uh, a pregnant that you should take away from Leah, that I can't ask him to do. The wants to wants to intervene or not intervene. That's his choice. That's his choice. So when, he, so when, uh, when she gave him Billa, Billa had two children. It was natural. So they were born. And Leah's, uh, Leah's uh, um, you know, complement of Shvatim was reduced. Okay? This is what the Shalom wanted. But I cannot daven for you. So what happened afterwards? So Leah had the rights to the Shvatim. So that's why Rachel couldn't get them. They belonged to Leah. Rebbein was not going to intervene to take it away from Leah and to change the natural course of events. So what happened? Then she had another pregnancy and she still thought that if this is going to be a son, then Rachel, she had Rachman and son Rachel, so she was mispowel that it should become a daughter. So at this point, Leah was mevater on her rights. She was Michael, she says, I have 12 Shvatim, but I'm Michael, I'm mevater on my schos, that Rachel should have, a ch- have at least two children. And the very next Pasik, 
after this, the next words, and the point where Leah was mevater, so it took, it took years, seven years, but Leah had it, it was hers, he couldn't take it away from her. But as soon as Leah was mevater, right away, oh, now even though you're Akara, I'm going to open up your Rechem and this Chos that you gave away to Simonim. This is what, okay. Okay, now, so what are the, so, so what's the next passage? Vatar v'teilet bein, she had a son. Vatar she said, Hashem removed my shame. That was, and then it says, Vatikra Shema Yosef, Lema Yashel Hashem li benacher, you should give me another son. But also Hashem is cherpasi has nothing to do with the name Yosef. Hashem took away my cherpa. What was her cherpa? That her sister had uh, had it would it would look like she's not deserving. Her sister had the children. She didn't. That's the pashta pshat. But then Rashi says another pshat. Umedrashagoda. Calls man ben If a woman is, you know, in the house, she's the mistress of the house, and she has no children, so she, if anything that she does, she has to take responsibility for it. When she has a son, then she says, he did it. The husband comes back and says, who broke this vase? Who did it? Who broke it? She, she broke it by mistake, but who broke it? So she says, Bincho, you sundered it. Mi ochel es ateinim elu. Who ate these ateinim? Uh, Bincho, your son. So you can blame your children. So if you have no children, then you have to take the blame. Any misstep that you do, you have to take the blame. There's nobody else to blame. But if you have a child, your husband comes home, and he says, who did this? And he says, oh, it wasn't me, it was the child. This is what she's, this is what she's concerned about. That Yaakov Avinu, the Heleke Grace Yaakov Avinu, the Bechir Sheba Ovis, is going to come home. And Rachel Imenu, who is Rachel Imenu, tell you what Rachel Imenu is, and there's a broken vase, and Yaakov will get upset with her, he'll say, who broke this vase? Now she can blame it on the baby? This is what she's busy with? I mean, what does this mean? So... In Pasha's Kisavai, Pasha's Kisavai is famous for the Techacha, but the first Pasha in Kisavai is about Bikurim. When a person, well, you, you take the first fruits and you bring them to your Shalayim and give them to the Koyan, and uh, you, say, you say the whole Vidui uh, over here, you say that uh, I'm thankful to Rabban Shlalam for that he took us out of Mitzrayim and he brought us third stroll and he gave us his lands of his Chalvedvash and now I brought the Rashi's Priyadama to show I brought it to Rabbi Nishlam, I brought it to the, to, to the base of Migdash so to show, so show you Akar Satayv so it says Bosal Akoyen V'amarta Eilov so Rashi says V'amarta Eilov She'enach Kofi Toiv you're not an ingrate why do we say it? Why does Rashi say it in such a way that I'm not an ingrate? I'm coming here all the way from my house and I brought the basket, I'm bringing it to you and I'm telling the Rabbanu Shalom, thank you so much 
for 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 bringing for, for making us free and living there in Israel and such a good land and have crops and I have parnasa. I have a karsa tive. Say a martel of a new marker tive. Why does he say she coffee tive? It's kind of a strange, you know. I'm not a coffee tive. So the answer I think is pretty pushed. That you know, there's so many things that we take for granted. We think that, you know, we, we thank the Rabbi Shalom because he gave us this thing. But the fact that you're alive, the fact that you can breathe, the fact that, 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 that you walk in the street and, and outside you can smell the flowers, the fact that you have uh, the blue sky, and this is, all these things are all things that are they're all chasadim. Everything's a chesed. There's so many chasadim that we have. You can never come to the end of saying all the chasadim. How could, you know, the, everything, you take everything for granted. You know, even, even like in, in the Brichas HaShachar, you know, we, have, we thank the Rebbe that we could move, right? So we have five brachas for this. Matir Asurim, we could sit up. Zorkif Kfufim, we could stand up. Roikal Aratz Almoin means we could remain standing on the, on the flat ground. Mechem Salgov, we could walk. Oslikol Tzarchi, we have shoes that we walk on any terrain. Every, every... Every prat, you can't just say that, that, that we have the ability to move. Every prat needs a thank you. Every prat needs a bracha. So if you're coming to the Rabbanishleim, to the base of Migdash, and you want to thank him, and you want to be makir toiv, there is no limit to how much you can be makir toiv. However, this is the minimum. If you don't say this, then you're a kafei toiv. Then you're an ingrate. But there's a big distance between kafei toiv and makir toiv. If you do, if you don't say at least for the for the, for the basic things you don't thank him then you're a coffee toiv. But to be makir toiv, that doesn't make you a makir toiv. Did you thank him for everything? Did you thank him for every for 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 the for your for that he gave you a good wife and that your children and the learning and the, the I mean you know there's so many things you can thank him for and he deserves like uh, thanks for everything. That that's almost without limit. But this, no, you don't do this, you're a coffee type. When I, when I come to bar mitzvahs, and if I'm asked to speak by bar mitzvah, then th- usually I like to talk, I like to talk about, the, mention this, because uh, I ask a question. The father of bar mitzvah gets up in shul, and he says, Baruch Trani Now you're a godel, Baruch Hashem, I'm putter from the being punished for your affairs. I mean, okay, but why do you have to embarrass the kid in the shul? You have to get up, you have to say it in front of a couple of people, so call a couple of people into a room and say, call minion if you need, but in the middle of the shul with all the guests and everything going on, the whole bar mitzvah, you get up and say, Baruch Shepetrani Moshe, what are you doing? What's the pshat in this medic? I'm saying, the pshat is like this. You want to thank the Rabbi Nishleilam. You have to thank him. Your, your thanks have to be complete. It has to be full. What are you saying? That the, you, you have, what is this kid? I mean, this kid is most of the time a good boy. And, and there's so many things you could thank him for, for, for having a child and bringing him up and making a bar mitzvah. And he's gonna, later he's going to get married, give you grandchildren. There's so, so many things that you can thank him for. But to thank him completely, you have to thank him for everything until the last thing. 
even the smallest thing. So he's saying, Barsh Tranmash Salzeh, which is like a triviality. It's nothing. What kind of Aishim? But even for the whatever this is, I'm thanking you for everything, 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 including this, which is about the bottom of the list. What can it be? What kind of a nation? What did the kid do? What? You know, he, he talked in class. What did he do? So, so even for this, I have to thank you. That's what it is. I'm thanking you for the bottom. That all the way, I mentioned the last thing. So that's what she, That's what Rachel said. Also, Hashem is Posse. What I have a child that's unbelievable. It's unbelievable now. So many benefits that I get from this. I have a, a mother has a child. I'm like, Mace, I'm going to be one of the Mayas. I'm going to have, I'm going to be the future of Kalisrael. It's going to be, it, it's so many things that she got. So, but I want to thank you. But it says, I want to thank you. I say, the least thing. That Yaakov is going to blame me for breaking a cup. And I can blame Yosef, which is nothing, nothing more inconsequential than this, nothing more, more trivial than this, and I'm thanking you even for this. This is what she says. Okay, thank you very much. I hope to see you all again next week.